Keep 100% of your claim. If you've been hurt in a road accident that wasn't your fault, you should really talk to G4 Claims first. Unlike road accident solicitors, we don't charge you for our services, which could see you better off. To keep 100% of your compensation, have a chat with Nicole and the team. You'll be glad you did. Search online for G4 Claims. Keep 100% of your claim. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Selic the Thunder podcast. Should I say finally, welcome back to the Selic the Thunder <laughs> podcast. The first episode in about a month, did you say it was Must Kieran? be a month, two months. So oh, we knew it was before. Oh, for you. Oh, for me. For you, it must be. Sorry, I thought you were giving me this big intro. No, no, for, <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm in general. You're not that special, Ryan. No, Calm no. down, son. Um, uh, well. well, it's about Ryan's first in two months. I think, Kieran, you were saying the first in general for about I mean, the last one was before the Rangers game, is it not? I think so, previewing the derby. Wow. Can we not just talk about that today? I'll just spend, you know, <laughs> an hour reminiscing on that fantastic derby result so lads it was Celtic 4 Rangers 0 <laughs> um, but welcome to everybody's favourite number it's episode 69 I've got some stories for Santa Ponza to tell you all um, <laughs> I'm joking you're fucking wrong you're <laughs> like absolute deviant I'm boy. taking the piss I'm taking the piss I'm not that lucky um, but welcome back to the podcast has anyone ever been number 69 no, I, I looked up. I, I thought you were. I thought you were going to say, "Has anybody been 68? I was like, oh, "What the fuck is this podcast yeah, today?" This man's after a fucking flyer. This is an NSFW one. It is, it is. Um, but no, I don't believe so. I don't think we've ever had a number 69. Um, do you think that's like a forbidden number at the club? Probably. Uh, like, but by the way, the cat man in the eyes with that number, do you? <laughs> Imagine that you're sitting down for your meeting. So, so what number would you like? Here's what's available: sternum, stone cold in the eyes, 69. I feel like if Paul Slane ever. He's got like a permanent number at Celtic, that's the one he would go for. <laughs> Probably. Um, so I'm joined alongside my two fantastic co-hosts today. I'll start with you, Kieran Aldover on the left-hand side. We're off to Germany tomorrow. Are you pretty excited over there? I'm pretty, pretty buzzing to be fair, but <laughs> as long as the uni doesn't find it. <laughs> now, is that a smart thing to say when you could use these podcasts as a, you know, like, work? Do you think they would accept this as work? That's like, part of your folio. Part of your folio, you know? Oh, let's hope they do. <laughs> <laughs> you can explain yourself when the time comes. And then uh, in the middle, for the first time in ages, as we've already said, we've got Ryan McGinley. Ryan, are you happy to be back, mate? You said you were buzzing to be on um, today. I was delighted, man. Um, even stayed off the drink last night because I wanted to come in here fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the one that will be going to uni um, on Tuesday. <laughs> you know. Listen now, let's behave. Let's behave. <laughs> it's me behaving, mate. Can you excuse me for... Choosing to go and watch Celtic play. Wait, I wish I could get away with it. I just get that guilty conscience in my head, you know what I mean? Once you get past the guilty conscience, you know. I need it, I need it. How many layers of alcohol does it take to get rid of that guilty conscience? <sighs> Two or three venoms, mate. Two or three? Yeah. Well, sort you out over in Berlin then. Um, right, we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to cover yesterday's game against Motherwell. We're obviously going to preview the big European game against uh, uh, Leipzig on, on Wednesday. For the sake of Kieran Old's mental health, I'll hold back from calling them Rassenball Spot Leipzig. 
swear to fuck, man. Here we go again. Honestly, I'm going to part with that for a fucking how many days? Four days. <laughs> Four too many, man. There was some laugh when it's like Thursday and I'm talking about the result to random. I was like, I we played Rassenbots with Leipzig last night and uh, it, didn't, it, was, it was a good result for Celtic. Nah, I should sit the opposite end of the fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll start with Motherwell then. Let's get into it. Let's talk about yesterday's game because it was a game that... Uh, seen a mixed reaction from the Celtic support and, and, and for some an overwhelmingly negative reaction mm-hmm. despite the three points despite staying top of the table and despite bouncing back from defeat to St Mirren Ryan McGinley not everybody was pleased so before we talk about the game itself how would you react to the reaction of yesterday's game? I mean we're back to winning ways although you would think on Twitter we'd been beat or we dropped points <coughs> yesterday. I get people are criticising the performance. I get that because we were awful yesterday. Mm-hmm. Anyone dressing it up otherwise, I think is a bit deluded because we were absolutely dreadful for large periods of that game. I think we only had 10 minutes. We were decent. But a win's a win. We lost our last game against St Martin. And that's infinitely times better yeah. than we won. It, it, we talk about yesterday's game. It was a weird one because we were bad. There's no shying away from that. I and mean, when there is criticisms to be had on the game, you've got to address those criticisms. Mm-hmm. But it was a weird game because it wasn't like a boring game. It was a game that was, you know, it was a weird game. It was. It was like an entertaining enough game, but Celtic just weren't good enough, you know, and what we were doing, we, were, we weren't clinical enough, we, we weren't our normal selves, I think we were rather sloppy in possession, it was a lot of kind of minute problems that all added up into one massive sort of shit show for the the, the game itself, um, but you're right, I feel there's so many people yesterday who are, is it a case of people just still not being used to, or, or being spoiled maybe from how good that we've been in previous games? in previous years, maybe. Do you think there's an aspect of that? Do you think people are just, you know, you see us win 9-0 a few weeks ago and that suddenly becomes the norm? Yeah, I think the standards have improved. and I think people are just expecting us to hit those standards every game. We're not going to beat every team Mm 9-0. Although that 9-0 game feels like months ago now, I don't know about you. Um, The standards have improved and I think fans are maybe expecting more and more from the team. Not every game, we're not going to beat teams we're not going to absolutely cuff teams every single game but we got the three points it's one of those three points up the road we'll take it yeah Kieran you're usually very vocal on what you mm-hmm. think are bizarre takes in this world and there's been a lot of bizarre takes since yesterday's full time whistle um, what, what's your general thoughts I mean I think after the St Mirren loss everybody just hit the fucking panic button yep. straight away and it's kind of because I had to stew for a, week, like a couple of weeks at the international break and everybody was hoping that yesterday would have came and blew them at the water to just sort of put any fears to rest. Wasn't the best of performances, as Ryan said, we got to three points, but I do, I do think they were, there was a bit of an overreaction on Twitter, as there usually is on Twitter, regardless of whether we're on top, people get carried away with that, and when, when they're not playing at our best, people get very carried away with that, so I don't know, I just think it's pretty standard on Twitter these days, to be fair, and everybody's entitled to their opinion on that, but I think everybody is panicking a wee bit too much, for my liking, everybody, there was a mad tweet, I don't know if it was everything Celtic or somebody put it up about how they're worried that we're not scoring enough goals and all that, but if you look at the bigger picture, we have scored quite a lot of fucking goals. 20, so. 23 goals in mm. the league, I believe it might be, which is like 9 like, or 10 more than it's the Rangers. Like game, so mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I think it's a bit of a myth that we're not scoring, I think the last couple of games has just sort of put the fear in everybody, because mm-hmm. as Ryan said, we've went through winning 9-0 to the last couple of performances which have been, have been lacklustre but still we got the job done yesterday and the game could have been out of sight if it wasn't for hitting the post and did we hit the bar for the free kick? We hit the, the bar right? yeah, yeah. so the game could have been out of sight put <coughs> an absolute piss poor goal to get away that was 
shocking, but I mean, mistakes do happen, but I think as soon as something goes wrong, I think people are starting to feel that it's going to snowball just because of things that have happened in the past. Yeah. What do you think that do you think there's a reason that let's just say Celtic have went off the boil in quotation marks I still think you know listen it was a bump in the road against St Mirren you've got to be handed a loss every now and then it mm. happens I don't even think we are off the boil but let's for a second say Celtic are off the boil against Shakhtar we didn't take our chances we should have won the game against St Mirren we lost and against Motherwell yesterday we weren't great so three games in a row where you know you should probably be, like, we could have won we should have won and then we should have won more convincingly yesterday mm. do you think there's a we, we had a brief conversation when we first came into the studio today Ryan about why it could be. Do you think that the, the international break and the postponement of the Livingston game and such has, has had an impact on, on the Celtic side? I think there's a number of things. I think um, I think the Real Madrid game as well has affected us. I don't know. They, they were flying going into that game, but they had this believing that we could actually. Well, maybe we were a tad deluded in thinking that we could get something against Real Madrid. Yes, we did play well in the first some, half. Some say deluded. Some say optimistic. Optimistic. <laughs> some, I'm in between. I think. Yeah. For that. Um, and I think that 3 nothing. I mean, it wasn't a 3 nothing game, but it just, it kind of dunted us a wee bit. And then the fact that the games get postponed that weekend took us off, our, our, we, we were off our stride a wee bit. Um, that postponement was awful, obviously, we didn't get the game at the weekend. And then coming back, I thought we played really well against Shakhtar the next, we just didn't take yeah. our chances. I mean, if we take our chances, we could have won that game by two three goals. We were just unlucky. And then the St Mirren game for me was just an anomaly, but... I don't think we're off form or anything. It's just, I just, just a tiny wee patch. We just need to get get things right. I wish we were in a better position going into the Leipzig game because I would have been more buzzing yeah. for that game on Wednesday if we'd have had a more convincing one yesterday. But we won the game, so yeah. I mean, you can moan up to a point, but it's still three points. Mm-hmm. And you get the same amount of points for beating teams nine nothing. You do scraping a two one. It's mad what a couple of chances does to a game and what that can change because. We talk about Shakhtar a couple of weeks ago. If we took a couple of chances, we'd have won the game and the, the atmosphere, the mood would have been completely different. Kieran, yesterday, if we scored those two chances that hit the post and the bar, the tone changes completely different. The manager said after the game yesterday, you know, if you if you put those chances away, suddenly the conversation is very different. It was a quote along those lines. And I think that's very true, Kieran. Like, if we won that game yesterday, 4-1, and I know it's if, buts and maybes and they don't really mean anything, but the reaction and the mood would be so, so different if we just managed to find the net rather than the post. <laughs> I know, it's just pure ifs and buts, but I mean, like, see, it, what you're talking about in terms of the mood, and that's <coughs> even the mood in the stadium, like, you could actually feel it yesterday again. It's like, I'm just trying to think back to previous examples. I mind when we beat Dundee United last season, yeah. last minute winner, uh-huh. Bella Bada. See, in the stadium, when we were missing chances or we were only getting forward, because we knew it was on the line. I think yeah. it was because Rangers played early that day as well. And the drop points mm-hmm. and the rest of it. We didn't want to drop points <coughs> like, like yesterday. So obviously everybody was panicking a wee bit, but you could feel everybody getting on the players' backs. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it's sort of hanging the team on a wee bit, but it wasn't really a sort of... I don't know, the atmosphere, I don't know. Just, I feel like obviously the performance on the pitch reflected into the stands, but I don't know. I just hate when it's like that because obviously everybody's guilty of just getting pure rage mm-hmm. and it's like a sweet thing but every mis- misplaced pass and that everybody's on their back so I mean, we go there in the end but it's just I hate when it's like that man I think the biggest example was I think when Welsh came forward with the ball and he didn't release it quick enough and you could hear the fans getting on him and I, this is a guy that's really really low in confidence now yeah. you can tell he's not he's, he's playing within himself he can play better than this I'm not I'm not subscribed to this fact that he isn't a good I think he's an okay player, he's a good yeah. squad player, but I don't think he's absolutely useless. Mm. Uh, that what people are saying online, I think it's been over the top. But 
you can see he's playing within himself and the fact that the crowd are getting on his back a wee bit isn't helping you can see he's thinking about what he's doing he's overthinking mm-hmm. it, it doesn't help the team and I think there just needed to be a wee bit of calm we, we got there eventually but we just need to give this t- I think this team we trust this team we just need to trust it a wee bit more we d- this team deserves our trust that's the thing with Celtic fans is it's one week it's so easy to be on the, the highest of highs and then the week after that you're in panic stations you're we're, a, we're a fickle bunch we are a fickle Reactionary. bunch <clears throat> talking about players who people were getting on the back of yesterday let's go through some of the performances from yesterday because there was a few guys who probably didn't play to the standards that we normally expect and there was a few people taking a lot of criticism um, from the game yesterday one of those players was Josip Juranovic who, who you know admittedly did not have the greatest game of his Celtic career yesterday a lot of people quickly now starting a, a kind of bandwagon of he's not the player he was last season he's caught up in his own hype and simply he's not a good a player as what we thought he was or he thinks he is has there been an overreaction to that absolutely yes uh, Kieran you were first to hit the buzzer there so on you go well I mean you see people on Twitter uh, not naming any names but everybody's seen it on Twitter yesterday I think people are just I don't know I think it's just weird to it's single, like I, I can, a player that was so important for his last year like yeah. everybody was touting there this summer saying oh he's no even he's, he's a £20 million player minimum and now uh, as soon as he's had a bad couple of games or he's not been at his absolute highest level of performance it's mm-hmm. like he's shite it's just it always happens like, yeah. and it's infuriating real support like everybody's guilty of sort of getting on people's backs all the time but sometimes it's just like a couple of bad games and everything they've ever done is out the window sort mm-hmm. of thing yeah once again everybody's entitled to their opinion you know mm-hmm. if you, if you I, don't tell think you, wrong, you know if you, if you think that Juranovic isn't good enough or then this goes for anybody you know like if, if, if Juranovic isn't good enough or Ralston isn't good enough that's fine fair enough you've, you're entitled to your opinion but I feel like there has been such a you know there's been such a quick jumping on his back yesterday like where well listen the whole team wasn't great <laughs> like why why was singling out one player I think people have got that screenshot of that Fabrizio Romano tweet in their head right, and this has been locked up for a wee bit maybe that anger and the fact that they've seen his performances that over the season and now they're just bringing it out on him I think you just need to let the guy get out of his slump of form mm. he'll be fine he's a good player he's playing well for Croatia like Last week, yeah. So mm-hmm. we don't need to worry. He'll probably have a great game against Leipzig now. Aye, well, I hope so. The, touch, touch wood, touch wood. <laughs> Do you know he's made us strong stuff? I'm sure he knows he's he's going through a bad bit of form for us. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I mean, a bad bit of form. But I don't even think he's been that bad. He's not been noticeably bad. I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. There was it was a weird game for me yesterday because yeah, it wasn't great and he deserves mm-hmm. the criticism. But there was bursts in the game where I thought he was actually like uh, looking. Thing is, He's trying to play himself out of bad form. He's not hiding away. I think it would be worse if he was trying to hide away, but he's not that type of player. He wants to get on the ball. He wants to try and create things and make things happen. And if he scored that free kick, everybody would be talking about how great a goal that is. He's the best thing since sliced bread and all that. Just need to give him time to get out of this form. I'm sure he'll have a good game on Wednesday and we'll all be singing his praises. hope so. Jeremy, are you going to add something there? I I was going to just move away from players that are getting criticism, but also one that is sort of up for that talking point yesterday because he had a brilliant game but then caused the red card mm-hmm. inadvertently it was real Hitachi because I was buzzing from when he actually got that goal because we were saying it yesterday he's got an absolute bullet of a strike on him man yeah. like he's mm-hmm. been choking for a goal at for a good while again but obviously he rattled the post with one in the first half and then finally got it in the second half brilliant goal but then it was also at fault for McGregor having to bring down who was it he actually brought down um, it was it Moult I thought it was Moult 
But I, I don't probably would have been. Kissing and it was either him or Cornelius. I'm not sure if Cornelius was still I, I, in the I, I couldn't say for certain, to be mm. fair, but uh, even on that, it, I think the Titano end up getting mad at the match as well. Aye. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It was sort of spoiled a wee bit at the end of that, but all in, Atati did have a decent game, mm. and then it was a shame he had done that at the end because it did sort of put a wee bit of a dampener on what was a brilliant performance I thought and, and a team that wasn't playing to the best of their ability yesterday mm-hmm. but I don't know I just think even on the McGregor thing McGregor done the right thing there to, oh, to bring him down everybody was praising McGregor for that and I, I don't know but you could argue the thing he wasn't the last man but it would just get said that he's denying a goal scoring opportunity so I'd, I'm not even going to argue the red card he'd done the right thing brought him down so it's just a shame that we're going to be missing him for what game is it next weekend? St. John's 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 do you know what though? Like I'm good. I think it's a kind of blessing in disguise that he's out next week. Yeah. I really do. I think he needs rest. Yesterday he looked. He's a shell of himself. Well, he played 270 minutes. Exactly. For he was. He, you know. He's played so. I think it's a blessing in disguise. It's a well deserved rest, and it gives Abulgar the chance to potentially mm. start against St. John's. I he's really the opening, hasn't he? I, I really do think that this is a blessing in disguise for McGregor. Do you know what? Maybe he meant it. Maybe he thinks to himself, you know what? <laughs> next a, week off. <laughs> I can get next week off. I may as well. Either that or Hatati's done it for him. Hatati's <laughs> like, here. You give him a wee high five in the tunnel. I will. Well, to be fair, McGregor was raging with Hatati. He was keeping mm. him stick. Yeah. As you would. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. you, you have just there put the team at risk of conceding the goal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the, you're obviously going to be quite angry as a, at that as the captain, and then obviously you're subject to a red card. I think Hatati and Juranovic are in the same sort of boat that the fans will get on their back if they drop any sort of standard because. Mm. We you know just how expect, good they are. It's the problem of setting the standard so high, isn't it? And I it? think that Atati is a tremendous player. I think he's arguably the best player in Scotland when he's on form. Really? Yeah, I think he's that good. I think he just there's nobody on better his than, level. Better than Jota. Different players, but I think Atati can just control games. But I do think he he is capable, or he is guilty of playing within himself at times. I think he can play it second gear when he can get further fourth gear. There was a point where my dad was talking to me during the game. He's like. Do you think do you think Hattati's really trying? Do you think he's really play I'm like, this is the way he plays. Mm-hmm. He'll just turn it on and then then there was a point that he he went out on, on the wing and then he got this burst of pace. Like, I didn't realise he had this amount of pace yeah. on him. He, he can just turn it on just uh, like that. He's I a just really think technically he's class as well. Uh, like, yeah, obviously you can't afford his technique with the fucking goal. He's, he's goal. easy yeah. on the eyes, very pleasing to watch. Yeah. Yeah, and I think when he plays well, we play well. Mm-hmm. So The amount of times I've seen that fucking video of that pass against Real Madrid, yeah, man. Beautiful. Beautiful. Technically brilliant. Well, what a win for Celtic. <laughs> we have we've been going on about Motherwell for about eighteen minutes now. Um, so, any any kind of closing comments before we move on to, to kind of tying it into Wednesday's game because of big game to preview. Any final thoughts? I feel we like covered everything. Didn't we? Yeah, I feel like we've covered everything nicely. Well, who do you about? think was at fault for that goal? We haven't really talked about the one goal. It's kind of like the elephant in the, in the room. I've, I've not watched it back yet. Same. It hurts my fucking Same. Soul. I've not watched it back. It, it, from from where we sit at Celtic Park, it was just. It looked like both. There was a lack of communication. Aye. It looked as though both of them were responsible for it. I think that Hart. I love him. I love him. Okay. He's, he's a wee wobble. The question I've got. Will people give Hart as much stick as they've given Juranovic? Because Hart's been off form the past couple of weeks as well. I've, I've seen people give yeah. Hart stick to the I've, I've done a live stream last night um, for my match reaction and Hart was getting it stinking uh, in the comments. Was he? He was getting it stinking in the no, comments. That's fair enough. And, and, and do you know speed. what? I, you know, listen, once again, the past few games definitely could do better. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I think Azdegui's had a wee wobble. I think he's lost his, his way a wee bit. But I, I raised this point in my live stream and I'm going to raise it again now. 
I think that the, the the uncertainty surrounding the defence has done no one any good no. at Celtic at the minute. The chopping and changing of who's playing. We've not even played one game with Starfelt and Vickers at centre half. Like really? over the course of ninety minutes, anyway, they've not played together. Oh. Ninety minutes, they've not. Like Starfelt was injured out at the start, start of the season, season, came back, blah blah. I don't think they've played ninety minutes. Know, it's together. been very chopped change. Yeah, season, and I don't so think that's helped anybody in the defence. Greg Taylor's the only consistent defender of their team this season. That is true. Yeah. No, we, it was, anybody. we were so good last year defensively because we had that set defence for mm-hmm. so long but when I mean, you've got people you've got to have Jens and Welsh starting I wouldn't mind Jens starting next to Carter Vickers but they two together is just no it for me to be honest mm-hmm. like, and also see I've seen people on Twitter saying it I was like see to be fair we've seen Leipzig win 4-0 yesterday <laughs> Um, I know they were playing Bolton with the league Barkham weren't they are they yeah. Bolton with the league yeah, yeah, yeah. but you see Nkunku getting a couple of goals you Verna. see Timo Werner getting a couple of goals oh, for fuck's sake right before they play us yep. but they've got goals all over their teams I know we've probably got on at the preview Leipzig right, have got a good team through it to be fair right well mm-hmm. let's transition nicely into the preview for Wednesday's game it is the Champions League once more it is match day three for Celtic we currently sit on one point lost to the Madrid, of course draw away from home to Shakhtar it's our second away game at Leipzig at the Red Bull Arena um, against the Leipzig side who are very much going through a transition yet again the sacking of Tedesco the, the yep. appointment of Marco Rosa um, it is a, a new sort of era for Leipzig 10th mm-hmm. on the table as they currently sit They've not had the great start this season. Three wins, three losses, two draws in between. And of course, as we've touched on, the result of the weekend, the 4 0 win against Bochum. Timo Werner, new signing, shooting boots have been found, and Kunku, one of the best forwards in Europe on Could current form. Is he, do you think he will? He'll light up the Premier League. Fantastic players, two dangerous players. And then you look at the rest of the team. Fantastic keeper in Gulashi. They've got players that all that you know you're and um, liners and all that some team that they've got there Shame they they fuck up I know and under, an, a team so who, who have definitely underachieved so far this mm-hmm. season they won the DFB Pokal last season the, the equivalent of course of Scottish against Cup Freiburg? against Freiburg yeah and they're, they're a side who definitely can do damage but a side that have showed weakness 4-1 Shakhtar Donetsk managed to beat Leipzig Aye. we were really good against Shakhtar we should have won the game I think Leipzig beating Bochum 4-0 is huge but it's the team bought the table this is a side that we can beat Kieran if we turn up we were there we were in the stadium we watched us play Shakhtar we should have fucking won I know. and I if know. you turn up and you play to that same standard and you take your chances this is a game that is certainly winnable for Celtic on Wednesday I know I mean I spoke earlier about how we have been scoring goals and that, but in Europe it is obviously a case of we're not going to get as many chances as we would in the league we can rely on the fact that another one will come if we get a big chance especially against a team like Leipzig we need to take it we need to be clinical because in, uh, when we were in Poland for that game, it was so, so frustrating because we knew that game could have been well out of sight. Aye, they gave us a decent game at points, to be fair. They were in control for maybe 10, 15 minute spells, but overall, Celtic was a far better team. And walking out that stadium, it, it, I hate saying it, but it felt like a loss. It did. I was raging. Because honestly, when you had that many chances, Jack Maxi's one, people were right on Maeda for that chance that happened in that game, but the pace that was coming across, I thought mm-hmm. Jack Maxi's was the, the big chance that it he was. definitely should have tucked away. But no, it was a frustrating performance, but hopefully we're not sitting here saying the same next week after Leipzig, because especially going away from home, we can sort of rely a wee bit in, at home in Europe that we can try and be a bit better. We might control the ball a bit more, but when we're away to these teams, 
the likelihood is we're not going to see the majority of possession. We're going to have to try and take their chances when they come. Mm-hmm. So you just need to hope everybody's bang on form on Wednesday, Wednesday night because we really don't want to be ruining missed chances that we were against Shakhtar. Yeah. Defensively is probably my biggest... We talk about missed chances, but defensively is what I'm worried about the most going into this game. Will we see a return for either Vickers or Starfelt? I don't know if they want to rush them back, but I think yeah. Carter Vickers needs to be back for... I would Wednesday love it if it was. Possible. I'd love it if it was. I'm sure he said that Starfield's still a couple of weeks away. Nah, I don't think Star Vickers is the only one I'm hopeful for. And I think hopeful we need him. We do need him. Because the thought of Stephen <laughs> Welsh up against Ivor and Kinko or Werner is terrifying. Like. It, Put him on for a year, I care, Defo, because he's pulling somebody down. Oh, he's got to, isn't he? He's just, definitely a You see so many away days that. Uh, I say no, deep player agree. just get you see right, let's just no fucking thing I know, I know. Man. <laughs> it, it, one player sorry we, we missed Carter Vickers's, um progressiveness on the ball I'd say as well he, yeah. he starts so many attacks yeah. um, I feel like Jens definitely has that in his locker mm-hmm. he does I think Jens you've seen Jens trying it he's no go Carter Vickers beside him to have the confidence to actually bomb forward but I don't know if he's got he, Welsh beside him he might not feel I, I hate to do the thing to Stephen Welsh here but I just feel like he would be a lot more confident with a more established defender oh, beside, uh, at his side compared to Stephen Welsh because if he's sitting there thinking he, Jens is the one that's got to take the leadership in that back to like, even though he, fucking Stephen Welsh has played for us for years but this is the thing as well Jens is only a year older than Stephen Welsh mm-hmm. yeah. that's mad you, you forget mad. that because Stephen Welsh is Scottish but it's like I don't know you just Automatically, mm. think of these put like foreign players coming in are a lot older than but they are. Mm. One player that needs to step up on Wednesday for me is Jota, because against Shakhtar Donetsky was disappointing in the sense that he was trying. He certainly yeah. was trying, but he was maybe trying too much. And there was chances in the game, and there was moments in the game where a player of his brilliance should be doing more. And he's the kind of guy that needs to stand up to these fullbacks now. Leipzig are a team who've got two quality fullbacks. I've just signed that that room from uh, Hoffenheim. Mm-hmm. He's on the left hand side. That Angelino. And then An- Angelino's away at Hoffenheim. Is he? Ah, he's away at Hoffenheim. I basically, he's fucking quality as well. He's away, basically swapped. Rooms came out and Angelino's mm-hmm. left. That's, that's a point. I, I thought he was left. They've got Room on the left, and who is it they've got on the right again? It's a. Uh, oh, it's slipped my head now. It's slipped my head. That's going to annoy me. They've got two quality fullbacks as well. Sometimes a. Centre half, isn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But Jota needs to, to stand up, Ryan, I think, and, 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 and try and learn from the mistakes of that last game because he was frustrating to watch, I thought. Mm-hmm. And he didn't hide away. He, he, was, he was trying to make things happen. It just didn't work out. But these are the games that we brought Jota in for. I know mm-hmm. we brought him in to get goals and assists in the, in the Premier, the Premiership. But these are the games that he wants to play. He talks about dreaming of playing in the Champions League. These are the games yep. that he's got to realise his potential and show just how good a player he is. Because he's a talisman. Yeah. I mean, as much as Kyogo's a sharpshooter up front, Jota's probably our best player, arguably our best player. He's the guy that's going to make things happen and he needs to turn up. Yeah. Jota's a match winner. Especially, yeah. even at, you know he's a match winner and he could be a match winner at Champions League level because he's just, he's a class above everybody else in the league when he's on form. So, you know the, the actual ability he's got in his locker. So, it's just frustrating when he's no doing what everybody knows mm-hmm. he's capable of. And as, he's an R player that I think suffers for it. We expect the absolute best yeah. from him because we know just how class he is. But I'm hoping that Wednesday will be his chance to prove himself on the big stage. And I'm, I don't know, I, mean, I don't like going out and saying I'm confident in it, but. I'm, I'm hopeful that this will be the game that he can sort of maybe put put it to rest a wee bit because mm-hmm. everybody was absolutely buzzing off him after we beat Rangers mm-hmm. 4-0 that goal the technical ability to do that yeah. like, everybody knows what he's capable of that's what he needs to deliver in Europe innit yeah. I'm just hopeful that the front three 
it's going to be him, Kyogo and Abada. We'll go. Uh, we're going to go through our team um, in a moment. What we, we would play. Um, Ryan, you were right. Is Samakin, who's the the right back? He can play both. Leipzig. So um, you know, Jota's going. But like, I mean, you just look through that eleven just to read it very quickly. Leipzig starting eleven at the weekend it was Galashi, Samakin, Auburn, Vardio. Holstenberg, Schlager, Campo, Sobitzlai, Nkunku, Werner and Andre Silva. That is a very good team. And then you look to their depth on the bench, they've still got the likes of Forsberg, Raum, who didn't start, yeah, um, Henrich, uh, Heinrich, they've got great, great players mm-hmm. in amongst that team uh, who can do a lot of damage to Celtic. So it's just about... don't need to worry about Sesko just yet. Uh, like, I just want us to be able to believe in ourselves to the same you know let's get over this kind of hump and the fans need to really buy into that as well now it's a, get, lift yourself for the rut to, to believe that we can beat teams like this because this is a kind of in a sense a must win game if I mean, we want to we're half, after this game we're halfway into the group stage yeah. so you're going to have a very clear indication if you're fighting to get into the second spot or if you're mm-hmm. going to be trying to scrape to get into that third spot because Leipzig of course are the only team with no points mm-hmm. they're the only one with no points mm-hmm. in the game they were unlucky against Real Madrid I think they conceded two goals quite late so they held on quite yeah. well I think that might have been Rose's first game in charge as well it might have been maybe mm-hmm. had a domestic game beforehand but it was one of his first games in charge um, so they held on well if they suddenly get three points, then we're the team at the bottom yeah. and we're the ones that need the results yeah. from the last this three is, games. This is the match today that's going to shape the group. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the home games are obviously going to be vital, but I think we need to get something for this game mm-hmm. if we want to be realistic about if it. Well, if anybody wants to keep thinking we're going to get into Cause, the last 16 of this, because it's going to be a, a very tall order. I know it's not exactly the realms of possibility, but if we don't get a win in this game, then I think it's a wee bit out of reach. Like, even if you get a draw in this game, right? Uh, if you draw in this game, head, you, head, you yeah. then turn around to two very winnable home games. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to be guilty of that, that usual uh, typical Celtic fan approach where like, oh, they're home games, we should be winning. They're tough games, but they are games that, you know, you look at our performances and go, right, we can win these. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you suddenly get a draw here and then you've got two games where you could win at Celtic Park, it becomes a very tasty prospect. So it is of mass importance that we try and leave the Red Bull now with something. Because I think it's going to be really tight between the second, third and fourth. Madrid are just going to run away with this group. That's just what's going to happen. I expect them to pick up six points against Shakhtar. Yeah. Um, hopefully no surprises happen there. But if we can get four points, I'd love four points against Leipzig because that's good for the head-to-head. If we if we were to beat them at home and get a draw away from home, right. on either or, um, as long as we are ahead of them in the head-to-head. I just feel like they're going... See, I thought I'd gone to the Bernabeu but, and we need something. like That just gives me so much fear. Like, can, that, can that be an on event, please? Because I think Kendrick Lamar the same night. Is, um, that, is, that, is, is that a home game? No, oh, it's away. Is that, oh, is that Madrid? Yeah, away ah, at Madrid. Second right, okay. November. Right, it just right. shows you how quick this group's going to go in. The next month. And that's the time you don't think, man. Do you think that, that that's taking a big toll as well on Celtic's form at the minute? The fact that this has been so thick and fast. I mean, it is a packed fixture schedule, to be fair. I mean, everybody, everybody knew it was coming up, to be fair. And yeah. I don't know, it's not exactly got the feel of, like... I don't know, see when you get into the, the December uh, fixtures, normally that's when you start to see tired legs and people dropping out with injuries and that. And I don't know, I feel like, see, it's not got the same sort of vibe about it now, but see, just because we've had the injuries and then people are saying we're half form and that, I don't know, it's just not the nicest time to have all these fixtures coming up because it's generally non-stop because we've got Leipzig, then we've got St. Johnson. Then we've got Leipzig again. Then we've got Hibs. Hibs at home. Aye. Then you've still you've got cup games now coming up as well. Aye. So get Motherwell away mm-hmm. in there somewhere. Well, Hearts. Hearts. Is that is Hearts away a midweek fixture? 
no, it's weekend, I think. Is it? Yeah, it's Aye, weekend. Saturday. There's only one. It'll need to be because Hearts are playing in. Yeah, the only midweek fixtures we've got is Cup and Champions League. Aye. Aye, they're all weekends. Um, all Saturdays, bar Livingston. Aye, which so is it's a busy month, And the month is capped off if I can live it away. So. Yep. Um, so. We'll go through what we think should be the team to start against Leipzig in a moment. Here's Ange Postecoglou's update on Cameron Carter-Vickers and his availability um, for uh, Red Bull Leipzig. He was asked after the game yesterday, he says, we'll see. He got some treatment again and he'll get some done on Sunday and we'll see how he is Monday and Tuesday before we make a decision. He's not far away, but we have another 12 games in about 40-odd days, so I'm not going to put him in unless he's absolutely right because it would be silly of us to put him in and then for it to lose him for another few games, yeah. particularly with Carl out uh, for at least another couple of weeks. He's pretty good. If he's ready, he'll play and put his hand up. I don't need to question that, but we have to make sure that we make the right decision and give him every chance. Yeah, you do have to think of the bigger picture. I know mm-hmm. we're, we're desperate to get the result on Wednesday but you've also got to think of all the important games we've got coming up the rest of the month so I don't know it's no one you want to hear but mm-hmm. realistically if we want to be rational it's probably no if, I, we do need him on Wednesday but you don't want to rush him in and he gets injured again yeah. so. I think he's going to play I have a feeling I think I have a feeling he will I, I just I think it's going to be one of those ones I can picture this already Kieran out in like the Leipzig square waiting patiently for the teams to come out everybody's like oh it's got to be Welsh it's got to be Welsh and Jens it's got to be Welsh and Jens oh Vickers is starting you know like no. hopefully I mean touch I don't know, like remember, remember when Hugo was fat for uh, Leverkusen aye, aye. I think it was Leverkusen it was it was. Aye. everybody was sort of buoyed by that and then we got battered for nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was never a for nothing game, I know I know it didn't help that Hedesk gave me about 45 saves that's unbelievable <laughs> I've got that game from my memory aye. right let's go through what our starting 11 mm-hmm. predictions are for the game Joe Hart and goals yep. uh, of course so who is our back fours then it, you're at Juranovic and Taylor naturally yeah. as the two full backs Vickers and James. So we all like do we all yeah. think Vickers will be back? Yeah, yeah. hopefully I but we him and yeah, Maurice Jens, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Midfield three. McGregor definitely because he won't be playing on the Sunday. I mean he's a captain, he's gonna play. Yeah. Um Will it be O'Reilly and Atati? I think they've stuck with it. Or does he go with Well, I was gonna raise six? I was gonna raise the point here. I wish that he got more minutes so yesterday. Because I think if he came on yesterday and he showed enough there could be a genuine conversation for it to be Abelgard McGregor and right, to get him ready I, for when he has to play yeah, weekend, I, so. I, like I really did hope that, do you know what actually I'm going to go wild card and say Abelgard McGregor Hattati there's my three I'm, I'm going to go wild card I'm going to completely agree with you yeah. I think Hattati can be the furthest one forward yeah I'm going to go with those three. I'm in that role, actually. I don't mind seeing it, to because be fair. But like, you could play Abu Gard in the, the six and like McGregor push yeah, forward, aye. but I don't know. I don't know if he's going to do that. I think he might just stick with, stick with, the, normal stick with the usual. But I feel like after everybody getting on the backs of the team on the weekend, and he'll probably have seen that it wasn't as free phone as you want it to be, so he might make the change, but I don't know. I, I can't see what Turnbull are in the starting. Nah. My, my school of thought for why Abu Gard might genuinely start is because I didn't expect Haxabanovic to start against Shakhtar I thought that was a wild card I thought that came out of the blue and he started him that day and when you look at the thought of Nkunku and Werner running at you because they carry so much pace Mm -hmm. maybe you need someone like a holding midfielder and Abu Gard to sit in front of that back four especially if Vickers isn't fit so I'm going to go for it I'm going to go wild card Abu Gard I think if Carter Vickers isn't fit, then you have to play Abelgard for that protection. Mm. Even for Welsh. Um, there, there, there has been talk that Abelgard can play as a centre-half half as well. Uh-huh. I don't know I don't if this game is throw him in Imagine it was like Beaton Pops. It's like Beaton or Oliver game. Of, do we just have to have a defensive mid that plays as a centre-half? Is right. that just... 
in a contract somewhere. We just have to have that. That's uh, the criteria. Sponsors. Aye. Um, no, I, I would like to see Abel Gardner. I want to see him more. And the one thing I think of, if not now, when? Yeah. Aye. You know, these are the games that we've kind as of brought said, I feel like it is probably the perfect opportunity mm-hmm. for him to, like, as you said, McGregor getting the red card. I feel it, maybe it was in danger of being like an Idiguchi that was just going to be on the fringes of the team and there was never any opportunity for him to seriously get a game. Aye. Maybe Mullerwell in the Cup would have been the, the gateway for him, but I feel like it's hard for players to, like, and especially a midfielder like that, like, to come in and cement your place into a midfield that has been pretty set in stone for mm-hmm. the past, like for this year anyway. Yeah. Like everybody always knows the best midfield three this like since January's been McGregor, Hitati, and O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Have, have you seen them? They speak about O'Reilly. I was going to speak about him too. He's he's off form. Yeah, I, I think I think I mean, both got attacking hooked. mids haven't made the position their own. I know O'Reilly's getting it by default just now. I think because Turnbull didn't play well at all against St Martin, but the two of them. I think they're off form. I, I know O'Reilly's O'Reilly gets a wee shout for the goal because he spots he spots Hatati being free. Mm-hmm. So it's so. so yeah. What we're saying about the game on Wednesday, but like you've got you might be a wee bit off form in that, but in terms of genuine technical ability, I don't mm-hmm. think there's a better midfield three than McGregor, Hatati, and O'Reilly. Like, all three of them are well capable eh, like defence splitting passes and that. And I feel like as much as we're saying about you need a defensive midfielder against people like Nkunku and that, you do. But then you also need to find the balance. And when we are on the attacking front, you need every pass to be absolute bang on against teams like us. So I don't know. Yeah, I think there is a balance that needs to be found, but I don't know what that is. To be fair, we played that three against Real Madrid, so we'd do the same against Leipzig, probably. Mm. That's just the way Ange plays. Yeah. Um, so let's have a sweepstake right now before we go into our front three. Who's going to be the first outlet at the press conference on Tuesday to ask if Ange will change his style? <laughs> Celtic star. Are <laughs> <laughs> he going to be present? I don't know. It might be. No, it might no, be. no, no, no it won't be because it'll be in Germany. So it'll only be the big boys. Keridine, the... we'll ask it. Who? Keridine. Who's that? BBC reporter. Ah, right. Today. I, I'm just like a Chris McLaughlin when I think of BBC to be honest uh, to be and, fair, not, and not the Groove one <laughs> mm. um, I always thought that Groove was a parody of Chris McLaughlin I don't know I, I, I thought that I didn't realise that was his actual, actual name, name uh, in the front three I'm, I, I'm gonna, I'll kick us off again I, I want a badder Kyogo Jota that's a three I, I think that's what everybody wants to be fair I, well personally deep down I want Haxabanovich yeah. but, but I think a badder is just he's so fucking good and I've, he deserves more starts man like he, he's so good do you think he's a good winger or he's a good forward because I think the winger part of his games is the things that he needs to improve on I just think he's brilliant I, I just, he's, he's, 20, he's, 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 he's a goal scorer mm. he can make goals he runs I just think he's brilliant if we're going to F- FM inside forward <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he is honest I, uh, I don't think he's I think Haksabanovic is more of a winger than a badder. I feel like I feel like people get on the wingers' backs for like the crosses and that into mm-hmm. the box because I feel like every, I don't know. I feel like their strengths don't come through the crossing. It's like the, the wee one two is not to get themselves into the box and then a shooting yeah. opportunity. I feel like that's more present with a badder when he's coming in after right. He's playing the one two with like O'Reilly or somebody, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's where most of their joy comes from when it comes through after the wing. But nah, I, I do think a badder should get the chance. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking back to the game last year when we played away to Ferenc Faros and. You had Jota, Abada and Kyogo up playing quality. Right? Yeah. Fluid. So I don't know, I'm just hoping for a wee repeat or something like that. Right. Um, uh, Ryan, so your front three's hack. Are you having hacks then? I love them. I'll, I'll be wearing it again. I'll have the hacks I top on. <laughs> because I tell yeah, you. I should jinx that, can't <laughs> How have I jinxed them? But both games that I have wore. Both games game. that I have wore the Haxabanovich top, we battled the Rangers 4 0, and we didn't lose against Shakhtar. 
So, so it's gone well. Uh, it'll be more on Wednesday, and the streak will continue. We will not lose to Leipzig if I wear it. Hopefully, love God bless. Um, I love him. It's a shame he's only got ten Jota minutes. Jota on the left, a bad on the right. We can bring Haxabanovic yeah. off in the last twenty. Yeah. Right. Okay. There's our team predictions. Bring him on. Uh, I'll, I'll hold. I'm holding back score predictions. We're not doing it. I don't want it. Thank you. Don't want it. We're not drinking nothing. Right. Two one Celtic. Oh, I hate you. I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to go large, mate. Right. Okay. Doesn't exist. Uh, before we get into our last topic and questions we're going to ha- play a wee game Ryan you better get your, your sheet loaded up uh, we're going to play the we've only done it one episode so far but we're going to bring it back for this episode it is Celtic Tenable and this time oh, fuck's it Tenable still present with us Warwick Davis ladies and gentlemen oh my fuck no need <laughs> that is a low blow mate yes it is low Jeez, oh <laughs> The reason I'm doing this as well is because I've left my phone over there. Oh um, yeah, twat. so I need to do it. Right, that's cool. Right. This is just just make sure my nails are peaking. Right, right, right so sorry, I'll, I'll briefly explain what's happening. If you missed episode six eight of the podcast, thank you very much to Kieran, uh, Kieran Say, like our good friend of the show, Legend. who uh, has sent us in this. We're going to get back to the. No- I need to get in touch with Matthew to get the normal quizzes back as well. But thank you, Kieran, for our halftime game. Basically, if you've watched the show Tenable, you get a list. It's ten things on the list. Me and Keelan will take turns of trying to guess what is on said list, and we'll see if we can complete the list. Um, so, I'm going to hand it over to the host of Tenable for today, Ryan McGinley, and uh, you can tell us what we and Keelan have got to try and get. So, the last ten goal scorers for Celtic in the UEFA Champions League. For clarification, oh. we're looking for the last ten individual goal scorers for Celtic in the UEFA Champions League group stages. Own goals will not be counted, i.e. Yeah. Raheem Sterling, Man City. Right, okay. Cool. So, uh, who's starting? Well, we need to, who's starting this in? Try and get this 10. Do you, do you want me to start with a name? Do we just start name everybody here? Like? Aye, so you go, I'll go, you go, I'll go, and then... Uh, do, we don't need to do an order, don't we know? No. Scott, no. Scott Sinclair? Yep. You bastard, I was yep, going to in the middle. Um, right, okay. Champions League, Champions League. Um, oh, okay. Moussa Belly. Yep. Nice. Callum McGregor. Aye. Um, oof. For my next one. Oof, 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 oof. How many have we got? Three. Ten. No, I mean, oh. I've got three so far. Oh, yeah, you've got Aye. three. Um, let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think. Fuck me, Ryan. What? Just think back to the, the last Champions League group stage. I'm thinking back to the last Champions League group stage. And I can't even think who scored on it. <laughs> right, I'm going to go to uh, Gary Hooper. Not too far back. Oh, you bastard! Oh, what? So that am I fucked? Is that how it works? I don't know. Paddy Roberts. Yep. So he did, man. Nice so he did. Um, just got the Alexander like. That was the one. That was the one. I mean, Kieran's winning. Now he's got more than me. Um, George Samaras. Yep. He is ninth on the list. Oh, out of ten. Wow. So that's just sort of ballpark. Right. Okay. There's one happened. person before him. Was that one against Shakhtar? Class and Ungo. Yeah. Uh, uh, right, let's see. So Kieran's the one up on me just now. Who the fuck? Did you say Moussa Dembele? Yeah. Aye. Uh, yeah, let's go back. A year. Oh. Got one. Forrest. Mm-hmm. Bastard, I was going to say him next. Tony Watt. No. No, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> if Hooper was too far back, then why the fuck would Tony Watt be? Because... When was Samaras's? Samaras's was 2012 as well, so I thought that Tony Watt would have made it in. 
Samaras has scored 20. Oh, mate, did Samaras score the season after? I was thinking one against Spartak when I said Samaras. Mm. So that's why I said that. Ah, oh, shite. He must have scored in the season after. Aye. I can't even remember it. Like How many have we still got to go? Let me see what ones have you not got. got one that Kier- Kier- I don't Kier- think should count, but it's there. Kieran's already beat me anyway. Um, Two, uh, else is there? Try to try to think of names. Four, five you've still got to get? Five to get still. Just trying to think through the games. I know, so am I. Right, I'm really, really struggling. Um, I think you're at Alderley right now. Pumped in that game. Got pumped in that do you game. Want, do you want a clue? Right, go ahead. A couple of unsavoury people are in this list. Lee Griffiths. Yep. I was going to say Griffiths bad, didn't it? Who did he score against? Anderlecht. I saw him. put it back across. Beautiful. Uh, that was a beautiful A couple of unsavoury people. Yep. Couple. Who else is unsavoury? Well, he's unsavoury to the fans, I would say. Or at least I don't like him, and I know a lot of people, other people don't like him. Who is that? Who could that be? Who could that be? Okay, I don't have a fucking clue. Commons. Yep. Right. Chrissy Commons. <clears throat> um, right, so that's about seven we've got. No. Oh my god, who are they ever free? What years were they? <coughs> yeah, it must be all 2012-ish onwards, you know what I mean? It's got to be like that kind of time period. Wait, is, it, is this including the 2012 campaign? Right at the end, I think. Well, like the Shakhtar so game? You, the Spartak game, do you mean? Aye, that's Spartak. So the last 10, obviously, Hooper scored the first goal and then it was Commons the second. That's probably where it starts then. Oh my god. Because I can't think of another goal that Commons scored. I'm trying to... The next Champions League campaign. I know, that's what I'm trying to think as well. Ajax, who scored against Ajax? Well, that's a big clue. Biram Kayo. Yep. Fucking yes. Forrest scored the penalty in that. I think so. I think we've got the same amount now. I think we've both got four each. I said four. I think we've both got four each now. I think we've both got four each. Pretty sure. I don't know. Do you want to hear the last? Wait, wait. Two more. I'm just trying to think. At least I think it's two more. Who did we play in? So it was Ajax, Barcelona, and who? AC Milan. AC Milan. I don't remember the AC Milan games for life. We got pumped 3 0 at home. Aye. AC Milan. 2 0 for away. Oh, well, we scored nothing then. Um, Victor Bonyama. No. Joe Ledley. No. I don't know. Best <laughs> start naming our players for that team. Miku. Mo- <laughs> I don't know if you've. Asked. Right, we gee up. I know, I gee up. Did you say Scott Sinclair? Sinclair? He did. I did said Sinclair. So the last one, I don't know why so, Rio Hattati's so, on this list. I said fucking was Hattati's uh, an own goal. It was an own goal. It was an own goal. So Hattati, Dembele, McGregor, Robert, Sinclair, Griffiths, Forrest, Kyle, Samaras, Commons. Right, well, Kieran's won anyway, so well done, Kieran. Well I didn't done. even know this was a fucking head-to-head thing. No, I, I think, is it? Well, no. Are we working together for the common good? <laughs> I just, I just made, it, just made it a competition at the end. Time I didn't meet you or something. All right. uh, well done, well done. Um, Hattie's is an own goal. It's a good lesson. Everybody at home probably wired through that mm-hmm. if they had it. But Hattie's went down as an own goal, didn't it? It, did, sure it, it definitely did, did go down. I thought the rule with you if I was if it's on target and deflects and still goes in. I'm, and, I'm checking right now. I thought it was an own goal, but checked. This is like bring it up, bring it up, bring it up on the page. Uh, one Celtic, Shakhtar one Celtic one. Yeah, Wonderavenko, tenth minute OG. Sort out, Kieran. Sort out, yeah, Kieran's okay. son. Listen, as much hell. as I want it to be Hattati's goal, too. 
the best place to check is like the official UEFA website because that'll have like the goal scorer but I can't find it I'm not going for that right that's that well done ladies and gentlemen enjoyed that game so on Monday I believe on Monday there is a Celtic fan forum at Celtic Park where fans of the club will get to go and raise issues with the executives in relation to what's happening around the club and what's there and now I don't know how passionate any of the two of are and the issues that might be raised at the club but I thought we'd spend a brief sort of five minutes talking about potential topics that could be brought up to the board or potential thing or things that you just personally think should be brought up if there's any issues at the club at this moment in time now we're incredibly lucky that right now Celtic are both performing incredibly well financially and on the pitch there isn't a lot to hold gripes about but there still is some minor things and it could be as small as you know access to uh, the concourses at half time to something as big as the transfer budget it can be absolutely anything but I just thought we'd spend five minutes brainstorming any things that you think should be fixed in relation to Celtic Football Club what would you bring up to the, the club at the fan forum I think the resale resale of tickets. I know that's an issue that won't really go away, but there needs to be an easy way for fans to be able to pass their tickets on. To uh, others. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Celtic ever actually like, I've seen somebody down south that's probably like United or somebody got their season yep. tickets suspended yep. for that. That's crazy. Celtic when they did like that up here, would they? Right. I've never seen an example se- of it. I think they've said that it, it doesn't really fit their business model. It wouldn't yep. make sense for them mm-hmm. at this moment. T- I know Rangers do something. I feel like if you just look at like, the way German clubs and that do it, but like, it's pretty easy like for them to buy tickets and just sell them through like a, a ticket exchange system. Like Leipzig have got it mm. for uh, you could do it for this game coming up. So I don't know. I just I, to me it's no like the tapping my like, I don't really have a, a major list of concerns, but if I had to think of something, I'd say that's probably a decent one that people would maybe want to see. Yeah, because it's the only thing I can there's think a, of. There's a fin- more official in that. Like, there's a fantastic, fantastic system at place at. Union Berlin in Germany where they're doing well on and off the pitch basically, yeah they are basically at Union Berlin you can't get a match day ticket the whole stadium is season ticket holders apart from the away section obviously but that doesn't mean you can't go to the games if a season ticket holder can't make the game at the weekend they can put their seat up for grabs on the official website and people can buy a ticket for that game using the season ticket can you imagine the prices will be capped tonight you can I just like uh, make up a price for it like, they'll yeah, it will be it'll be something like probably 20 euro for the seat or something I feel like that's something that could be implemented if it was it's, you don't see that on, on these shores anyway uh, you know it's not a country that, that, that offers something like that but it's a really good system that's in place when I was on twickets.com you know the one oh, that people can geez, sell aye, for face aye. value and under face value actually saw Queen's Park Rangers tickets on there yeah there's been a few football weird. tickets on there recently I'm not, I think Man City tickets I've seen on there one time like they really struggle to sell to I mean they shouldn't but they you know, the fans are obviously just not there so like the, the, that could definitely be something that's brought up I was thinking the one thing that I really want done and it's more of a major issue it would take a lot of money to do but the, the redevelopment of both the Jockstein end and the Lisbon Lion end outside the ground mm-hmm. it's an ISO both ends of the stadium are disgusting looking outside it's a mess when you're walking up to them the, tar- the, the, the tarmac the stones everything about it you go down to the main stand it's gorgeous it looks great and of course that's got to be the most presentable because it's the entrance to the stadium but I think the other two ends of the stadium have been completely neglected um, yeah. obviously they can't do anything with the north stand because of the graveyard behind mm-hmm. it that's understandable but I feel like the other two ends are due a facelift that's what I would say um, they've put the banners up looks great and the actual stadium itself looks fine but the, just the, the outside and the surroundings I feel like need something done to it um, day up the car park something make it just look a bit more presentable um, I just it's, it's always it's always annoyed me I just think it's a bit of a mess mm-hmm. uh, you go to Old Trafford I don't know if any of you have ever been to Old Trafford no. they've got it done all the way around 
or both goal lines. Yep. They're, they're similar in the sense Celtic Park where the south stand at Old Trafford, the Summit Busby stand, that's got a train track behind it, so it's like a tunnel underneath, you can't actually mm-hmm. walk around it, but the other three ends, all done up, all really nice, paved all the way around. Costs a lot of money, but it's a lot of money that Celtic have, damn it, Desmond's a bloody billionaire. Um, what the fuck happened to the, what was it, the hotel? Oh, hotel. <laughs> bloody hell. That's something that I feel it like should be brought up, but what is fucking happening? I feel yeah, like, I, I think it has just I mean, been tanned, but, but, but that um, was actually brought up as like a pure serious proposition, yeah, that, and yeah. then it just sort of... I think they failed to get planning permission, maybe? Uh, probably something like that, because it was like, I feel like the tackle office as well, like, if, if I was to say anything about that, like, the opening hours 11 till 2. Yeah, there's a, there's that, a small... That's one no, that I'm at, no. like, what the fuck's the point in that? Like, yeah. I understand you've probably got people working from home and that, and but it's not exactly the best of those. Can't work Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The games, it's open before the games and it, like, on the weekends, but apart from that, 11 to 2 is a fucking shocking time. Then mm-hmm. I think if you want to phone up as well, it's like 8-8p a minute, or I'm saying that just because it's probably something like that, but, <laughs> that. but it's definitely something like pure stupid like that, so it's not exactly the best. The website's been improved, I think. Like, I think that's a bit more accessible, but nah, the ticket office is just, I was doing yesterday and it's just... Just a wee fucking cabin in a car park. Right? Is, uh, I'm not saying I want a multi-story, absolute <laughs> beautiful ticket office, but it's better than the old ticket office, to be fair. Mm. I suppose, but nah, I don't know. Aye, um, anything else you can think of? I'm trying it's to think really of much. That yeah, I, have. No. I mean, that, if anything, that's probably the only genuine one I have that I'm no even nitpicking about. I just don't like the ticket office. Right, okay. Anything, man? You're shaking your feet. It's easier to moan when the team aren't playing as well, like or. Uh, two seasons Oh, it's transaction that, fees and that will be it'll be minimum price and sixty stuff pound like for a general sale tickets a bit barking as well for Champions, Champions League. League mm-hmm. I understand you need to get a benefit for being a season ticket holder on that, but aye. sixty pounds a bit steep, isn't it? Aye, aye. Well, there's a few. If you've got any issues that you feel like should be raised, I don't think any of us will be. Well, we can't be present. We're in Germany. I don't think Ryan will be present. No, I don't um, think so. But I think I get an invite. Um, I don't know how it actually works. The the invitation the process. I know. I it's seen fans groups. I, I know. Seen, it's the fans forum. Obviously. I um, I've seen that Craig from 67 Hill Hill? Seltzer Hill. Seltzer Hill, is that? Yeah. Uh, who is it? Is it? Oh, it's Dave that's at 67 Hill Hill, isn't it? Fuck no, it's mm-hmm. not. Aye, so, aye. No, Dave, I was thinking of Dave there at first. It's Craig from Seltzer here. He's, 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 he's going to be there, I know that. Um, so I don't know how the invitation process and such works. But just keep an eye on Twitter. If you've got any pressing issues you would like to raise, don't bring them bring them to us because we're no fucking there. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Let's move on to the last segment. We're doing well for time today. Fifty three minutes in, and we're on to the last segment of the show. Mm-hmm. So let's get into our favourite section, the section where we can have a bit of a laugh, and it is the Q and A mailbag segment of the show. We've got questions and. For the first show in a while. Good to see the excitement, folk, for us being back. Hopefully, that's us going to be back weekly now. I know I said that last time, but then I jetted off to Santa Ponza for 10 days. Um, so, aye. Life happens, mate. Life happens. <laughs> and then, obviously, Ryan, you're you're back in the, the mode now because that's you into journalism mode. Aye, I've got the taste for it again. Yeah. The, it's, it sometimes goes away in like the summertime because mm. you want to go out for a drink at the weekend and stuff. I still do that. Aye. But 
I want to get back into it as well. I've, nah. got, my, I've got my thinking cap on it, again. So, Kieran, how are you enjoying that? You started uni. How are you doing? Are you enjoying? Sorry, yeah, yeah. Not bad. I mean, I'm probably get into the swing of it, but still, it pure introductions to classes, not that. Should we expect to see you on STV anytime soon? I, I don't know. I, I doubt that very much. <laughs> Imagine you and they're sitting shouting and swearing about everything. I don't care. Last longer than me. I'm getting huckled up. <laughs> huckled up by John McKay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off, John. That's plenty from you, Kieran. Over to you, Ronnie. Just Kieran with the sport. <laughs> right, let's what get to Raman then, if that's the case. I have put Raman there. Raman away. Right, <laughs> let's get into um, the questions. And the first one is from Kieran Selick, of course, who, who gave us the ten <clears> for today. For, so thank you again, Kieran. His question to us. Do some of our fans need to get a grip of themselves with some of the overreaction to recent performances? In quotation marks, lack of conviction, and in quotation marks, defensive frailties. Uh, despite nearly three goals a game and only five conceded domestically, screams of people who just want to moan for the sake of it. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that just like a fucking moan, to be, to be fair, in the support. I'm not going to say people are entitled to their opinions and that. But sometimes I feel like opinions aren't exactly based on facts. They're just, it's sort of, I don't know, they get this impression and they just absolutely stick to it and nothing can change their mind. But I, I don't want to come out and say, oh, you're not entitled to uh, no be happy because it wasn't a, a decent performance the past couple of games. But I don't know, I just feel like, as Ryan said earlier, the team's earned their trust over the past year. After what we Ange inherited last year, I think he's, he's allowed a bit of leeway. And I think people would maybe do need to just chill the fuck out a wee bit right now because now now's not the time to be hitting the panic button and I think a lot of people are just so eager to do that yeah okay Ryan any, any thoughts I, I love how you're looking up the city line up man I'm about to look up the United <laughs> line up for the <laughs> day it's 25 minutes to kick uh, I know I'm going to miss the start here, probably. Um, aye, it's fine Hound will only score two by then right, shut um, up <laughs> oh Christ McTominay's starting this is the city of thunder no I think people just like to moan we're, we're living in a society that Oh, that's sound like the joke yeah, saying that. But <laughs> somebody's going to put the thing on me. You live in a society. Scotland's a very much a, a moaning nation. Yeah, but we're two points clear. Think about where we were this time last season. Oh, I know. So a bit perspective. We'll be fine. Some people don't have the minerals, as Spunkphone would say, for a title challenge. I just don't, I'm so fucking happy, right? So fucking happy that Twitter did not exist pre-20, well it did, but, but, but I wasn't on it and barely, Celtic Twitter wouldn't have been big as it was now. Pre-2012, imagine going through that seven, that magical 2007-8 campaign. Imagine you were on Twitter for that. It would suck the life right out of you. You wouldn't be able to enjoy it. I, honestly, I love Twitter, right? I do. I've, stuck I've, met, on it as I've met some good pals on Twitter. I enjoy the banter on Twitter. But it is fucking ruined football. It's not real life as well. Oh, I know it's not. It's fucking it's ruined football. football. It's like on football, Twitter, and oh, South and that. Like, ratio. I, honestly, fucking put them in jail. <laughs> Every last fucking one. I'm asking for the gallows. They're all actually wee wrong, man. Uh, I actually seen a tweet and it's obviously came from a 12 year old or something saying the streets won't forget Kaka or an <laughs> underrated the guy won the World Cup <laughs> and the Ballon d'Or as well and he's comparing him to Tarat and Ben Arthur <laughs> get a grip man <laughs> Absolute <laughs> £50 million pound move to Real Madrid and the rest of it. And, you know. I belong to Jesus. He was my first favourite player. Was he? Aye. No. Just, what a player. Mine was Bobo Baldi. Why didn't Lennon take him down? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the San Siro. You've got to take him down. He's got to do what Callum McGregor done. I know, I know. Right, 
uh, Elliot with a question possibly a bit early but coming into the new year what position do you feel we need to strengthen in January and also best Celtic pub in tune do you know I have started like they're, that Murphy's aye, it's good they're all good Robin, they're? Robin bastards but uh, they are Robin bastards a lot of them. it's the same with Irish pubs around the world but oh, they just get away with charging oh, yeah. like so much burn as silly silly bastards pay yeah. right. this will be the first one that I've been on since Dublin Dublin, by the way. Uh, mate, I'm good, good pal, mate. Now, if, uh, I went, when I went to Santa Ponza, we were there with another family for Dublin. Uh, shout out to Adam, who will not be listening. But shout out to Adam, brilliant lad. He's for Dublin. I think I'm going to try and go there and visit and go oh, That's soon. a nice thing. Hurry up and get home, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice thing. Right, uh, best, what is the best select pub in town? Uh, I, I don't know, I quite like that Murphy's now. Murphy's are I like not. It, I like your nails. I like Malone's as well. I think Malone's is decent. Malone's is good, Malone's yeah. Malone's is decent. Is that a Celtic pub? I guess it's more Irish. Irish is a Celtic pub if you choose it to be here. Is Murphy's the one that you go underground, underground here? That is a sweat bath. Oh, it is. It is. Awesome. Fucking slutting well, the gaff, man. Like a great atmosphere, and people are starting songs all the time. It was actually after the 2 each game, Celtic Rangers 2 each game, I was in. The squirrel. No, oh, Christ, no, that is rough, man. We have a story about the squirrel, but probably best. I think we've already told you. Uh, I, I, I think we have, I, but nah. we, we tried to go to the squirrel, never got in. See, I was in the squirrel, and people were telling me about how bad I was in the TSF night out last year. Oh, the guy I, was there, and I was nah. like, I don't need to hear this. I actually felt like going into the TSF group chat and apologising to all of these. I'm like, I'd only heard about this five, six months later. What, yeah. what, what, um, I've got what I was going to say, mate. It's just blanked, just blanked. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> what position would you improve then? Uh, off the top of your head. He's a striker. Another centre half for me. I think centre half's the one that people are going to start saying now because uh, yeah. the injuries that we've had to Carter Vickers and that. And I don't think it would hurt to have one more, but then. You've got. I don't know. It's a bit balanced as well because it's about game hard, time for all them. It's hard. You're not going to be able to bring in a pure tap range centre half. I don't think we're desperate in any area. Right. No, I know. I don't think we're desperate in any nah. area, but I mean, cover would be nice anywhere, I suppose. Um, right, maybe. I, what were you going to say? I don't know. People may argue a winger, but I don't know. <sighs> got a few now. I know. A bad. Uh, People are pretty unhappy with my either, but... Yeah. He's a new weapon boy, isn't he? My either. Cal is in the chat. Cal's watching his FIFA pack opens on TikTok, man. The boy's got me a pack lock than me. I I actually met Cal in real life. Did you? He's going to McDonald's. Ah, hi. Good on you. He's actually from Coat Bridge as well, which I didn't realise. Well, good lad. Cal, he's asked, do you think we should have digital season tickets or do you like the plastic ones? I I like having the actual... I I want the book. Bring back the books. <laughs> the Amazon is want. screaming at you right now. Uh, what? The Amazon rainforest is just screaming at you. Who? Chopping down Do you know how the novelty of like, walking up and getting your game stamped is cool? I swear you're like 70 years old. I know, old or you, you just want to go to the hat in a suit and <laughs> fucking bowler hat. I bought Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I think it'd be brilliant to have a book. Are we back to the fucking 60s? We old fashioned retro season. The, the thing about dig- digital season <laughs> you, tickets. You can pay 50p at half time to come in. <laughs> Man, that always, that's brilliant. I never thought you used to be able to go at half time. You could pay for a half. What? Just stop living in a past. Mate. I think your dad watched the games in black and white, honestly. He <laughs> did watch the games in black and white, quite literally did. Wow. <laughs> quite literally I did. I mean, it in person. My dad started watching Selic in the 60s. Wow, what a guy. Aye, so, I mean, Christ. Um, uh, I, I don't, you've got I, to have something to hold I like something to in show the, off in the world of NFTs and all that and <laughs> contactless you've got to have something to hold I mean like I like it when you go abroad and you're like oh what team do you support say like oh yeah yeah season ticket holder yeah, die hard you see <laughs> <laughs> right AJ Celtic shout out to them are you taking your AJ Celtic top to Leipzig here 
Uh, no, that shouldn't have got it packed. Oh, you know? No. Well, that's good, I can take I, mine. I, I assumed you would have been taking it. I didn't want to be fucking matching with, with you again. Have you ever said the story about what happened in Rome? No, thanks. Oh, I'm fuming, man. Right. <laughs> I was like, see the, the one I had on at the weekend, like, uh, what was it, 93, 94, like, retro away kit? Basically the away kit for this uh, season, but the, the actual but original one. I was sitting there and I was like, right, Ryan, I think we played, like, what was it, the uh, League Cup semi-final yeah. against St. Johnson the weekend mm-hmm. before that, like, Ryan, right. I'm wearing this tote. We, we both had on the respective totes we've got to take with us. So he had uh, one of the old ones with Miravchik on the back. Matt, right, you said you're taking that therefore We get to Rome, we're unpacking the bags. I'm like, ah, Ryan, why is there a fucking one of these? In there? <laughs> he's like, I'm going to wear it on the day of the game. So we were kind of like a pair of assholes. Fucking, uh, he's like, I love the bait. So take that as Matt. But there's no even, it's like, see if it was like that season's home and away tap, Matt, fair enough. I can't complain. But both specific retro <laughs> taps, we're cutting a bit like, Pedophile Right. AJ Celtic said, Would you rather have Gavin Stratton's career at Celtic, get Jaquinta's snap, or share a sauna with Matt O'Reilly and Jota? The middle one. Jaquinta's snap. Now, see, how far is Jaquinta's snap? I, I, listen, do you know what? I'm going to stand up here. We need to stop the sexualisation of Jaquinta. Right? Have respect for the women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's my thoughts. I never saw that. Was that. A, that was a really long silence. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wish you were better. I'm saying it. She's a football player. Did she not put up a Queen tribute to. Did she? Aye. She's Australian, isn't she? What, like Freddie Mercury or? <laughs> 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 she was at the tribute night for Queen. It's not a you meant it first, see, when you said that, obviously. I knew you were going to say that. Somewhere I knew it. Maybe I lined it up with that, I don't know. No, um, I would go for Chiquita's snap as well. Just because I think she's a good, goal scorer, though. I think she'd be a good chat. She's a goal half time. She had about four of them. Yeah. I think she'd be a good chat. Just, I think she'd be for a, a laugh, you know. That's it. That's what I care about. <laughs> that. That's it. Um, I mean, Gavin Strang's career it's alright, and you know, share saw him Matt O'Reilly and Jota's alright. But I mean, what the yeah. what's really going to come out? I'll take Strachan's laptop. It's not his laptop. It's his career it's well, like, if, if I get his career, then I'm getting a laptop. I know it. Fair enough. Part and parcel. Uh, uh, in that Lennox Town unfiltered, I heard him speak, and it just brought me back to his post match. <laughs> you know, against Dale at Livingston and that and Hibs. Uh, remember, remember, he was just standing there. He uh, just doesn't give you that manager vibe, does he? He's right. a, He's a bridesmaid, he's never the bride, but I love him. Right. Um, Christ, do you think Celtic should put in a complaint about John Beaton? It's just incompetent. It's, uh, it's not going to get him anyway. Nah. nah it's not, there's literally no I point. Just, uh, the other rest up here is just absolutely shocking. That was Hail Hail 1888. There was a point yesterday where one of our players went down with a head knock. And yes, we're attacking, but you're supposed to stop the game for a head knock and he just allowed it to continue. Like that's just so incompetent. I'm not going to moan about the fact that we were attacking. Nothing came in the attack, obviously. It went but heart got done yesterday as well. People are saying he dived. Nah, no, there's, there's there's talks about a, a feigning an injury. Mm. Good um, on him. Good on him. Huh? Good. Dark arts. Lovely dark arts. 
Uh, right, Max says, with Cal McGregor suspended for the next league game, is this the perfect top? I've kind of spoke about that. Yep. Ah, yeah, we'll get to start. Zheng uh, He asks, why do we not seriously invest in youth? I mean, go by the best youth coaches across Europe from under 10s to under 18s. That's uh, what we've, we've had questions in relation to the youth set up before on this podcast. And once again, I'll say, I feel like it's a podcast on its own. Mm-hmm. There's so much to talk about when it comes to youth set up. I think the youth set up is incredibly underutilised and under just it's just not working to its best well, ability I don't know I feel like everybody wants to have youth players come through but none of us want to actually give them the chance yeah because I don't know I, as much as I, I feel like people have correct saying it because we're all, we're all guilty of, like you want you would much rather as I don't know pay money for a player to come in you feel more confident in name starting instead of giving a young player a chance but you look at the success stories of Cal McGregor Kieran Tierney James Forrest like it's it's possible, but it's not happening to the same extent as you need it to be. You've got Ralston, Stephen Welsh, but it's players that, I don't know, people at the time wouldn't have wanted to have Stephen Welsh getting that many games. Now he's found himself as a, a squad player for Celtic. I don't know, I feel like you need to be pretty special to make it yeah. at Celtic come through the academy because there's so many players that come through and their career just tails off pretty, pretty rapidly, to be fair, because you see a lot of them playing in no low leagues of Scottish football and even then some of the time that's some of the highest standard a lot of them play it some of them play down south in the low leagues like you look at players that were so highly rated like Calvin Miller, Calvin Miller yeah. uh, who's he at now like Harrogate or something oh, like yeah. something like that because like, you had players going down to Forest Green and teams like this so players that are so highly thought of that to just sort of fade away into nothing like I don't know I feel like it's something that really does need to be looked at but you need to start looking at it now it's reap the rewards in a few years and I think a lot of people are just focused on the here and now. It doesn't help when your players are getting poached as well at 18 years old by teams Aye. like Bayern Munich and Liverpool. Yeah, Hepburn and Morrison yeah. and players like that. Dope, Dope, really. Setting it like down south for the, the youth team down there and for Scotland's under 21s, yeah. I think he's playing for. Either under 18s or under 21s, but he's going to be a really good he's player. He's only about 16, isn't he? Aye. But it kind of ties into Aaron Smith's question. Um... And he asked the question, is there much of a point in there being a B team when we're constantly signing players in every position, meaning they aren't going to get a chance in the senior squad? Not saying making signings is bad, but only guys we've called up are, are players like Doak and they instantly left um, to, go, to go to Liverpool. The thing is, if, you've got player, if, you, if you're in a position to buy players that are better than the players that are getting developed, then you're obviously going to buy players because it improves the team. It's a winning it's a winning business at the yeah. end of the day we and need it, to win I think one thing that has to be considered with a club like Celtic as well is we are a Champions League club now mm-hmm. and the B team players aren't Champions League players so right. there is the kind of line you've got, you know it is, it is difficult you know you want to see more youth come through as Kieran you touched on it perfectly you want to see youth come through but th- then again if you're not developing the standard of player that you need then See, you look at players coming through, but and you think in a few years you'd like to think like Rocco Vata yeah. would hopefully be at a level that fans would be okay to see him starting and actually try to break into the team. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, I don't know, it's a weird one because you see players that have came through, they've done it, but it's just about actually getting the chance. And I think a lot of things need to fall into place perfectly for things to happen, like with Tierney and that, getting into the team with Izaguiri getting injured and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I think a lot the stars need to align a wee bit for players at Celtic. Because, I mean, you look at McGregor went to Notts County on loan, that worked out perfect, but you look at how many loan moves Scott Robertson's had to teams like Crewe and Gillingham and uh, Doncaster. So it's like, is it going to work out for these boys? I, I doubt it, but you don't want to say that, but 
you kind of see any real route into the team. Yeah. I've seen Scott Robertson in the, the videos for the, the training at Lennox, so I completely forgot about him. He's in a bit of a limbo because I know he's contracts he's up away, then. He's basically away. He's training. He's, he's, that's, he's, he's keeping fat basically uh, until he's, he's got, maybe he's got January. I feel bad for him. Man, until I'm sure. Did he go? Uh, he's working. Right, and the last question this week. We've got these scran questions. Fucking no. pilfy or what? This is people, terrible. People growing up a bit. Uh, where is the scran questions this week? What did everybody have for questions? I'm not a fan of it. What did everybody have for their dinner last night? There's one. I think it was rotten. My dinner was great. Chinese. Oh, aye. Chicken black bean. Chicken black bean? No, it's nice. Black bean good. Ah, it's nice. Never had that. I don't ever had it for like buffets and that in the past, but it's nice. Uh, what about you? Did you have chicken dinner? Fuck um, me, man. Do you know, but I, I've made a really good decision and I'm going to do this from now on. Instead of getting a portion of chips, which can be quite filling, I get a naan bread and I could just get the buna sauce, get the rest of it off Seven nans, Jeremy. That's insane. Um... That sounds good. A buna, unreal. And the bunas have improved in the place I go to recently. I got a fucking um, chicken leg. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which was, that looked like a big fucking cartoon. Still disabled chicken somewhere. Jo- so a chicken leg, you know, like you obviously get the whole leg, it's like the thigh and the, 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 the drumstick and all uh-huh. that, it's like the whole thing for the Morrison's Deli count. Oh, honking. Absolutely. Are you quite like the chicken from Morrison's? Fucking rotten. I, I felt sick all night. Had that with, <laughs> had that with chip, uh, chips and beetroot and pickles. I knew when you felt sick, you're barking bastard. <laughs> What's wrong with pickles and beetroot? Everything. I love pickles everything. and beetroot, man. Drinking the beetroot juice at the bar <laughs> and all that. Mm. You deserve famous. What are we having for dinner tonight then? Dinner. We're having my dad chooses because we're going to the gig tonight. So, yeah. Morrissey. Yep. I do for double sing it again. Crashes into hell. Going to see my second favourite right winger after Jota. <laughs> It's true. He's, He's a bit of a wank, isn't he? You've got to separate the art from the artist. Uh, as we ordered there uh, last night, and I've got to tell a story. That's us. That's the podcast. <laughs> You'll never know. Fucking the derby starts in eight minutes, eight man. Minutes. And I've got Alan will have a hat. We're half time by the time I'm home. I'll yeah. be over. I'll we'll be over. to get a cut, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's been a pleasure, ladies and gents. I'm so happy to be back. Um, yep. Next weekend, me and Kieran will probably be half it because we'll probably be on it all week so who knows maybe you'll see us in this studio post St Johnston St Johnston's Saturday isn't it Is it Saturday? so maybe it'll be post maybe it'll be another Sunday show next week who knows Eventually, depending yeah. on what we're doing um, if not maybe Monday or so I don't know we'll wait and see but thank you for coming back to the podcast I hope it goes down well I hope it's a roaring success and I hope you have all enjoyed Ryan thanks very much mate thanks for having you me enjoyed mate. your return loved it mate loved every minute good Kieran get me in I'll see you tomorrow morning anyway. Oh, Christ, eh? <laughs> Bright and early. Bright and early. Enjoy, lads. Good trip, man. Good trip. Right. Thanks. See you all next time.